You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Mark Holcraft. I'm your host this morning. In our first segment, we just had two great guests. Um, I think they're great. They're working for Real Presence Radio. They must be great. Uh, no, Rachel and Blake. And so we're so we're so happy to have them join the family. And a familiar name within the Real Presence Radio family is the Light of Christ Catholic Schools. Uh, this is in the Diocese of Bismarck. Um, and so our next guest is a young man, uh, Jake Markle. Good morning, Jake. Good morning. Now, Jake, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what your role is with the, the Light of Christ Schools? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. And I just want to say it's an honor to be on the air with you, and thanks for all the good work that you guys do. Um, but like you said, my name is Jake, and I'm the Director of Mission Advancement for Light of Christ Catholic Schools here in Bismarck. Um, it's, uh, it's been an honor working uh, for the schools. I myself am a graduate uh, of 2013 from St. Mary's Central High School, and my wife actually taught uh, for the cathedral elementary for uh, a few years before we had our kids. And so it's been great giving back and to be a part of such a great community. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we got some exciting stuff going on here, and it's great to be able to talk a little bit about it. Awesome. Now, now what is your job title, did you say, Jake? Uh, Director of Mission Advancement. Director of Mission Advancement. Um, and so I understand... Uh, with the Light of Christ schools, they just launched a new initiative. Can you actually tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we just launched back in June a new stability initiative, which uh, I'll be honest, it's been a huge undertaking, so it's really exciting to have it uh, uh, kind of off and running right now. And what it is essentially is our 11-year strategic fund- fundraising plan, and the whole point is aimed at becoming financially stable. When really discerning, what comes next for our schools, it became clear that the word stability kept coming up. And it comes back from our uh, ties to the Benedictines who started us uh, back in 1878 and their vows vows of stability, which they basically committed to, hey, we're going to be here, we're committed to this community through thick and thin. And we really like that idea because, I mean, honestly, with everything going on in the world right now, what better gift besides the gift of education and the faith do we give to our students besides stability? And so really taking that to heart and then really coming up with a plan, uh, essentially where we're going is we want to continue to offer the best Catholic education, but then we also want to move towards paying our employees justly, but all keeping it affordable for our families through tuition. And so that's kind of the stability initiative in a nutshell. No, that's excellent. And I know one of the things, um, Jake, I've had a chance to get to know a lot of different Catholic school systems through different parts of the country and these Catholic schools, they have amongst the best teachers, the best professors, the best, the best educators uh, in the field, all, really all over. And one of the challenges uh, regularly has been to, to keep these dynamic educators in. So when you said even just to, to pay uh, the staff justly, um, that's a beautiful goal. And it's something I think it's very important. Of course, we depend on God's providence and how the Lord provides, um, but to help to help uh, asking the Lord to help provide for the spiritual and the material needs for the teachers. Um, I think that's a wonderful goal. Now, Jake, is this tied into the Keep the Promise initiative? Is that what the name of this initiative is, or is it one part of another as a whole? Can you explain what that is? 
<laughs> That's a good question. And so, um, in a way, uh, it's a continuation. And so, the Keep the Promise campaign uh, was a $46.5 million capital campaign, and that was to finish uh, the new St. Mary Central High School here in Bismarck. Okay. And then, since we're a school system now, we also have the three elementary schools and the middle school. And so, it also involved additions at the uh, lower elementary schools, and then some maintenance on the middle school as well, which is the old high school building. And okay. so... By the, by the grace of God, uh, we finished that campaign earlier this year, thanks to the generosity of over 3,000 people. And so uh, kind of in the midst, and even when that was finishing up, uh, that's, that's when we really started thinking, okay, you know, what comes next? And you're exactly right, going back to your first point, which is, you know, we built the buildings, but, you know, it takes good teachers to pass on the faith. I mean, a good teacher can, you know, teach, you know, can teach and pass on the faith in the cornfield, and it doesn't matter exactly the resources they have. If we have good teachers, we'll fulfill our mission. Uh, and so we have a lot better than, uh, you know, cornfield. Now we have these beautiful facilities, but now we want to make sure that we're direct, directing all of our efforts into, into helping our teachers who have done so much for us and, you know, sacrificed for so many years. And what's so killer is that, you know, we get people for the mission. They, they're mission-driven. They love uh, students, they love the opportunity to teach Christ's uh, message to, uh, and help kind of form the church. But then all of a sudden, down the road, you know, maybe they have a family, maybe something comes up, and then finances start to get in the mix, and we'll lose good teachers because of that. And that is so killer, especially in terms of stability. I mean, what a 40-year veteran teacher can do for a school system is just amazing. And so we, re- we really want to make sure that we're being just to those employees who make so many sacrifices to us. And so, uh, kind of what the answer to that question is, and that is we need to make sure that we're taking the steps right now to make sure that we're financially stable to start addressing those things that stopped us from getting significant raises in the past. And so, uh, kind of, uh, what, and you know, to sum it up, what we're trying to do is if we can raise $12 million this year, that'll give us enough money that'll float us as we, uh, we can, uh, make some debt payments, make sure that we have our annual costs covered so that we can then focus on building an $80 million endowment. That'll cover our annual fundraising needs. And then, I mean, it's a game changer for our schools. It's really simple, but all of a sudden now we have stable revenue and we can use that for planning. And so we can build raises into that every single year because we'll know where the money is coming from thanks to that endowment. Sure. Uh, and so... Yeah, that's uh, so. It's not the keep the promise capital campaign, and that we're not building buildings anymore. It's an effort to become financially stable, so that we can get our uh, uh, revenue stable, and then that way we know where the money for our raises will come from every year. And in this initiative, the stability initiative, and because I, I hear you kind of bridging a couple of things here, you have the the keep the promise, which sounds like it was a broader initiative, and that was um, started to developed a new building, the new St. Mary's High School. Did I hear that right? Yeah. And then you have the stability initiative, which there seems to be an emphasis on stabilizing um, the the salaries, keeping the the good teachers and the good educators there, which certainly, I mean, you called it the visual I had, Jake, certainly with some of these, even the younger teachers that come, they're excited. You know, the first year of teaching in so many ways can be overwhelming, but one of the gifts you often hear from teachers after that first year and even that second year is a familiarity that they can engage with that local school, that local program. And so to not have to start, a, start that over is a real gift for them. But then 
when they start, if there's the younger teachers, they start raising their families. They want to raise their kids. They want that environment, that Catholic identity, uh, the Catholic familiarity, what, what they're used to. They want to be able to maintain that. They want to raise their kids in that. And so to keep those, those teachers who bring a lot of energy, a lot of motivation into the classroom and into the whole school experience, um, that's one, these are wonderful goals. These are very important goals. These are certainly not just goals limited to the Bismarck Diocese. I think a lot of our Catholic school networks um, are striving to find ways to really uh, engage these goals, just like we're talking about today, Jake. Now, can you tell us, um, and I'm going to maybe ask us to go back a little bit, what led to the launch of this initiative in the first place? Can you, can you share with us what were some of those early conversations where it seems like the Holy Spirit was just stirring, the Holy Spirit's moving. What were some of those early conversations that led to, if not to keep the promise, but then the stability initiative? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you hit it the nail on the head with, with God's God's hand in moving us. And so um, about a year ago is when I think, actually longer than that, but that's when at least uh, um, we really started forming what the stability initiative was going to be. And at that time, we were finishing up the campaign. And um, what became clear is that, and feedback from our teachers and feedback from our families, we wanted to put kind of our flag in the ground, if you will, and to show the show our community what our priorities are and where we're going. And so, uh, and just exactly what it takes uh, to get there. You know, you got to count the cost in, before you go. And so uh, the reality is, is that with the Keep the Promise Capital campaign, which, like you said, was to build new schools and additions, um, it started in 2014. And by the time we finished, the cost of everything that we did increased, which is pretty common for capital campaigns. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, by the grace of God, uh, we had more enrollment, and so uh, which prompted bigger additions at the elementary schools, uh, which is always a good problem to have. And then uh, there was also some unexpected maintenance. And so the reality is the cost of everything that we did increased from our original fundraising goals. And you're adjusting uh, along the way, huh? Yep, adjusting along the way. And then also, uh, uh, you know, same thing with capital campaigns. Uh, people do a lot of generous pledges, uh, you know, over five to ten years. And so waiting on those pledge receptions, you know, with the, and then also the increased cost together, uh, we took out some very uh, beneficial low-interest financing to help float us uh, while we're making construction payments so that we can build our schools and get into them faster, which, I mean, just just to, um, to think, just thinking back on it, had we not built the school when we did, we never would have had a new high school by the time, you know, COVID hit. And so all of a sudden now we have space for our students. And we also avoided a lot of the crazy cost of building uh, increases that we've seen over the last three years. And so uh, what led to this is, okay, uh, we have a little bit of debt that we need to make sure that we're taking care of every year, and we want to make sure that our, our teachers know that uh, they are a priority. And at the same time, our financial situations will always have to raise about 20% of our operating income as it is, you know, just to pay our bills and keep the lights on. Okay. And so the obvious answer became, okay, we need an endowment. We need some money right now so that we can focus on building an endowment. By doing those things together, we'll get to the place where we have stable income, and from that we can pay our teachers more. So it's kind of just a process of the end in mind is our teachers. How do we get there? Excellent, excellent. Well, and Jake, we're coming near our first break here pretty soon. Um, about a year ago, 
uh, I had been to, I guess a little less than a year ago, I had been to a special mass at the new St. Mary's High School with the new chapel. Um, what was the name of the chapel? I think that it might just be the Chapel of Mary. Um, uh, Our Lady of Victory. Our Lady of Victory. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, that mass, there was a couple of masses offered for many people to come and see. And I was so impressed. I walked around the new school and, of course, um, the chapel itself with its own golden dome. Uh, a shout out to, I think, the University of Notre Dame with that, uh, that not just a lookalike, but just the environment. It was incredible and a great, it was a beautiful place to pray. It was easy to pray in and you could feel the tangible enthusiasm from the students that were there. Um, now, to be honest, what brought me there is I had a couple of kids playing for Shanley High School, Catholic High School in Fargo, and they're playing in the football game there. you know. Um, but we got there early to attend one of those special masses, and I saw that there, you could see the beauty. You saw the fruits already of that first phase. And then when we come back from the break, I want to come back to that, talking about the different phases of this initiative. So you're listening to Mark Holcraft, and on air is our guest, Jake Markle from Light of Christ Catholic Schools. Stay with us. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through Plan Giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning and welcome back again to Real Presence Live. I'm your host, Mark Holcraft. We're talking to Jake Markle, 
who is the Director of Mission Advancement for the Light of Christ Catholic Schools, which is the Catholic School Network in the Diocese of Bismarck. Um, and we're, we're talking about an initiative that they have launched called the Stability Initiative, and it's picking up on the heels of a previous uh, campaign called Keep the Promise. And really what we're seeing is there's a beautiful support and desire for just not just a renewal of Catholic education, but kind of upgrading, not the education aspect, but upgrading uh, the, the buildings, the basically the, the features that we need to keep the school going. Um, and there's been an outpouring of support from the Bismarck community, but I would even guess even outside the Bismarck community. Uh, but Jake, I was sharing with you before the break how last year I had gone to one of those masses that was, it was a special mass in regards to kind of the grand opening of the new St. Mary's High School. And over the break, you had just briefly talked about just the gift of the chapel as far as what it is to the students. Can you speak more to that? Uh, absolutely. It's, uh, we can't be more grateful uh, for the gift of Our Lady of Victory, uh, the Our Lady of Victory Chapel. It was all made possible through one family. And uh, I, uh, I had a chance to give a, a little bit of a tour to a group. Uh, there's a group of dads who pray the rosary and uh, every Wednesday, and they came out and prayed in our chapel. And one of the dads asked, he said, well, so uh, what's, the, uh, what, what's the benefit? What's this done for your students? There's this beautiful chapel uh, that, uh, that you have here open to your students all the time. You know, what, what's it done? And our chaplain, Father Nick Vetter, answered it perfectly. He said, you know, you never really know the impact of a church like this on the lives of our students. But what I am confident is that it'll bear fruit throughout the rest of their lives. And that, that struck me in a lot of ways, because in a, a lot, so, so often that's just like Catholic education. You know what I mean? It's, it's, there's, there's the immediate effect that we see, you know. For example, we had one of our seniors this year, he's going straight into seminary, and we're deeply proud of him. Uh, or we see some of the great priests and their great religious staff come from the schools or the holy marriages. But in a way, it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's the affect that can have this beautiful church. There's these incredible teachers. It, it, we hope that it, it leads our students to take the faith seriously. And then while it might not take immediately when they're young, you know, hopefully down the road, whether it's college or later in life, they'll remember something. They'll remember the experience of beauty that they had in an amazing church or the profound uh, moments of dealing with philosophy or theology in the classroom. And that hopefully that plants the seeds that bears a lot of fruit in their lives. Well, Jacob, one thing I, I can speak to, at least as a generalization, prior to my time with Real Presence Radio, I worked with a pretty dynamic Catholic evangelization uh, group called Net Ministries. But one of the their areas of expertise is to train young adults into missionary work. Now, a lot of those young adults do come from Catholic high schools. They remember. You know, the Catholic high schools that really engage the faith they're teaching theology. They're passing on the faith. They're making it um, experiential for the students as a part of the school experience, um, bringing not just prayer into the classroom, um, but rooting the classroom in prayer, you know, and rooting um, the, the school experience in prayer and Catholic imagination. And having been to the chapel of St. Mary's and Our Lady of the Victory Chapel, um, there, well, I can speak from this end, there's more net missionaries coming from the Bismarck area um, than what they've seen in a long time. And that's not just net. Net's just one of many. Um, 
where there's there's Catholic evangelization, uh, missionary works, apostolates. Um, something beautiful is happening in Bismarck in general. Um, but they remember the experience of the chapel. They remember those times of prayer. Um, it becomes a part of what they fall back to as far as the visual, you know, where the Lord moved in their heart and the visual they have it has to do with the imagery around what they're immersed in, right? That, that's what I mean by that Catholic imagination. You know, and even, and I joked earlier about a little bit about, um, and the reason I was there was to attend a football game that night. There was something very beautiful. The name of the new field there is also called the Our Lady of Victory Field, right? Um, yeah. And so, and that's a little bit of what I mean by, again, stirring the Catholic imagination, um, that you go there and your eyes, you know, if you look with the lens of faith, your eyes are immediately drawn to Mary, you know, if you know who this lady is, right? Um, and then you're drawn to know well, what's Our Lady of Victory. So then you're drawn to ask those questions of what's the story. And this is the story that St. Mary's High School is wanting to immerse itself in, and not just St. Mary's, but Light of Christ. It, it was really a beautiful experience, d- despite Shanley not winning that game, <laughs> right? But even, you know, I speak to the Catholic imagination. There was something really neat. Um, that particular game, Bishop Kagan was there. There were several priests at this football game because it was one Catholic high school against another Catholic high school. It was not just about a football game. There was a celebration of our Catholic faith, um, and it just happened to be in this setting. But that's a little bit of what I mean, where it's like, not, not that you just put in prayer at the front and back end of it, and then let whatever goes happen in the middle. But even the football experience, the whole day was really immersed in a, in a holy presence and just asking them for the Lord's presence there. Um, and I think it was typified by Bishop Kagan's presence in these priests at that night. Um, but it started with Mass, and it started around, centered around the Eucharist. Um, and this ties right into the campaign, as I understand it. Now, I want to come back to something, Jake, we talked a little bit about the first, um, the first phase of this initiative, and, and I don't know if it's the second phase, you can help elaborate, but there's a big match that's surrounding this. Can you speak to that? Right, exactly. Well, and I, I, I appreciate your, your, what you said there, especially about the, uh, you know, the, the, the vision and the, the immersion of the Catholic faith, and I just have to say, I'm so grateful to be a part of a system that is so established. I mean, really, we come on the shoulder. We're standing on the shoulders of giants in so many different ways because so much work has gone into St. Mary's and then you know, St. Mary's Academy, and then also our three grade schools to uh, do exactly what you just said. Uh, have our students so used to seeing it, having being so a part of their lives uh, that it's just normal. It's just part of the culture, and. It really shows. I mean, even in like Our Lady of Victory, the Our Lady of Victory Chapel itself, uh, there's pictures of saints in the same stained glass windows of when they're young, and it's a reminder to our students of what God can do through their lives if they just you know are, are, are obedient to His will. Mm, that's excellent. And what 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 we hope is seen is what you just articulated, and it ties into the match, and in that uh, so we do in fact, have right now a huge match uh, matching opportunity that came from the experience that you're talking about. And so uh, a gentleman by the name of Robert Franzen came in, and I actually met him through giving a tour of the chapel. And he didn't go to St. Mary's. He didn't go to any of our schools. He's from a different town, but he's now in Bismarck. And uh, he just loves the faith. He loves 
Catholic education, and he loves what we're doing. He had, he had that experience that you're having. And he stepped up and he said, I want, to, I want to help you guys maintain what you have. I want to make sure that I want to do something to help project, you know, to, you know, project you into the future. Sure. And so um, the first phase of the stability initiative, so, there was, so in the past there was Keep the Promise. That's now the, the capital campaign there is now finished. Now the first phase of this new initiative is all aimed at building up enough money that will float us for the next five to six years as we build that endowment. And uh, it's not a small it's not a small amount. We're trying to raise twelve million dollars this year, uh, which uh, is ambitious for sure. Uh, but it helps a lot because what Robert's done is he's offered a five million dollar matching opportunity for all gifts to this first phase. And so it doesn't it gets us just about to halfway, uh, just on his match alone. And really, what this does is it gives us the gift that so many schools never really have because it would be great if we would have had you know. 80 years ago, someone would have started building an endowment. But if you're constantly asking, you know, invest for the future or pay bills now, I mean, you're always going to go towards paying bills now, right? I mean, that's just it's the immediate need. And so what this does is give us the breathing room so we can finally work on building up that endowment. That it's, and it's through that endowment that all of a sudden that we get that certainty, that stability, and it's from that we can start really giving teachers salary raises at the same time covering our, uh, you know, our annual costs. And then because we'll have our annual costs raised or covered, we don't have to worry so much about if we need to raise tuition because all of a sudden we know where the money's coming from. Sure. And so everything gets easier if we're able to meet this first uh, phase goal of $12 million this year. And, uh, yeah, $5 million off the bat kind of helps, but he likes to remind me that we only get it if we raise it. And so, uh, yeah, we got a lot of work to do, but God is so good to us. And Jake, where can people find out more for those who want to help and are looking to help? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the best place to go is on our website. And so I would direct anyone that wants to know more, or even consider a donation, to uh, keepthepromise.net. So keepthepromise.net. And then once you get there, it'll have all the information there for you. So keepthepromise.net. They can find the information there. Um and are, are there links just even if they were to go to a lot of Christ Catholic schools or Diocese of Bismarck, would there be links if they follow those websites that can lead to the keepthepromise.net? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So a lot of okay. Christ Catholic schools, uh, there's information there. It's pretty uh, straightforward to find. Um, you know, and of course the diocese, there's information there as well. And so. So good. One last question for you before we have to take a, a final break here with you, Jake. And this obviously sounds like a big undertaking. You mentioned that with $12 million. Uh, <laughs> In 30 seconds, what does that mean for the schools? Well, if you can raise $12 million up front and then an $80 million for $92 million total, we'll change the course of Light of Christ Catholic Schools so we're stable, we'll have the best paid teachers, the lowest tuition, and continue to offer the best Catholic education. Jake, thank you so much for your time this morning. Blessings on this endeavor for for your work and for the Catholic Schools Network in Bismarck. God bless you. Thank you. Next, we'll be joined by Dr. Carol Brown from the Sioux Spiritual Center in the Diocese of Rapid City. Stay with us on Real Presence Live.